This episode is brought to you by Sign Dog Northwest. They're your source for custom signs, banners, boat names, fleet graphics, and more. Custom design services available. Welcome to another episode of the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Ruck, and I'm in the Yellow Dog Studios here uh, with Swappa and Morgie. And today we're going to be talking about, you know, the little standard recap, local sports, Huskies, all that good stuff. And then we're going to be getting into a musical genre of Yacht Rock. And we're going to talk about their beer of the week, which is from Melvin Brewing. And we'll talk about our top three Halloween candies. Swap, how you been? Doing good. We're just, uh, every week's a big week here, but this is a big week with uh, postseason fall sports underway. Couldn't agree more. We're about to go to state tomorrow. Big time. Cross country. How's the outlook? You know, right now, uh, both of our teams are ranked second in state. Wow. Um, this is the first time the boys and girls teams have both made it since 1999. So that's actually longer than... It's been since... 24 the, years? Yeah, longer than uh, the Seahawks have beat, had beat Linden last, right? Well, and we had that last Friday. It's yeah. been a big week, and uh, we're kind of in the glory years, like we've talked about. It's, it's going great. Don't they say something like, these are the halcyon days, or I don't know, what is that? I don't know, in Raising Arizona, they okay. called them the salad days. The salad days? I don't know what that means. I don't either. And Morgie's just over there. He's lost. His head is spinning. I, I'm, I'm just so excited to be here right now. It's been a while. Yes. The last time that we talked was, um, like, on the podcast. We obviously see each other most days, unfortunately. Uh, we saw each other right before the Oregon-UW game. Is that correct? We did, and we were talking about how that's, this is going to be, this is maybe one of the biggest games ever, and did it live up to its billing? Oh, it was incredible. Like, you were here. We had a great day. Uh, I think both of us were confident, which was weird. Yes. That's never happened. No, I'm usually very pessimistic. But just even Oregon, us. Oh, both teams were confident. Oh, yeah. Like, they coming in here, I'm like, hey, we're going to win. They're like, well, you know, we think we're going to win. And I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here, but I think the Oregon people still think they won. They are the worst Hey, guess what? Hey, Oregon boys, other than Chris, suck it. And John, wow. we are in first place right now. So, and we won. Yep. And right now, the Huskies, I think, are ranked number five, and Oregon is six. Yes. Yeah. So, you Crash know, crash course to we're going to Pac 12 championship December 3rd in Las Vegas. You oh. know, I wish I could. I was going to get tickets. I was this close. Oh, you know what the same God. weekend is? It's Nationals for cross country. It's wow. A, it's also, um, possibly the state title game for high school football can you imagine though can you imagine duck fans and husky fans converging on las vegas that would be a sight to behold i've done it once pac-12 tournament for basketball weren't you in an elevator with (gasps) bill walton what oh yeah for the first ever one mgm stayed all the teams were there i was no i was in an elevator with dana altman well, that's kind of like Bill Walton. So the head okay. coach of Oregon. You almost told my story, though, because I one time went to the MGM and watched the Pac-12 tournament, and I saw 
the great human being that's Bill Walton walking across the plaza. And he was like a dinosaur. He was hunched over at the back. He was probably only six feet tall instead of the actual seven feet that he is. And he had the world's tiniest backpack on. Have you seen the 30 for 30 about him? No. It's It's amazing. amazing. Yeah. That was some great synchronicity. I know. And we got feedback from Oregon Chris that said we say amazing too much. So, Chris, it was magnificent. It was phenomenal. So our adjectives are going to change today. We're going to try to work on it. Hey, but you know, I was actually going to say something positive about the Oregon fans and the Oregon boys that were up here. I felt like they were really exceptional losers. Like this year, they were not. Yeah. You know, immediately the game was over. They were given hugs, handshakes. It's almost like they've been there before. (laughs) Well, but they, I think either way, I mean, I thought we were going to win, but it was way closer than I wanted it to be. And here, I'm going to say something that is hard to say. Oregon is really good. Yeah, they are. And I think their coach is what holds them back against us. His ego, like another fourth down. That was tough. Yeah. I I I was watching, you know, and thinking, go for it. I'm glad they're not taking the points. They kept going for it and not getting any points. Yeah. And then they go for it in midfield at the end, and otherwise we lose. Now, the wild part is that since that game – I haven't looked at any Oregon scores, but UW has had a kind of a tough time in each of their two games since then. Uh, barely beat Arizona State with the JV defense that Arizona State rolled out there where they put the two middle linebackers right on the center every single time and they either blitz them or they back them off. I hate that. Those hate were so two much. really tough games to watch. Yeah, brutal. Hey, that changed the uh, outlook. We would have been three, I think. I think so too. If we yeah. would have dominated those games. They I said agree. it. I agree. But you know what? 2016, first poll came out. We were five, and we got in. We just need to win. I mean, Michigan and Ohio State will play each other. Oh, yeah. Right? So one of them is going to have a loss. Yeah. Hey, Seahawks first place right now. Oh, 49ers, three in a row they lose? Yeah. That's hey, crazy. and now they're questioning their quarterback. He's not been good. Finally. So well, yeah, turned he to was Sam like Darnold? 15 and one. Sam Darnold. Sam backup. Darnold could be, you never know. I know. 49ers are good, but they just traded for Chase Young. I'm not a 49ers fan. They are, they're, they're going all in. They're, they're becoming uh duckish to me. <laughs> they're the, I might out of all the teams. I oh, hate. That, hey, they might be number one. Philip Escada. I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, it's not going to go well for you on Thanksgiving. Just letting you know. <laughs> I cannot wait for Thanksgiving because usually the Thanksgiving games suck. Yeah. Okay. Hey, now that we're t- we mentioned Thanksgiving, that made me think it, we need to go over our top three holidays at some point. And like, I think oh. a, a, on the Thanksgiving episode, we might need to do top three Thanksgiving foods. Oh. And all of it. Maybe a double top three. Oh. Whoa. Maybe we do a top six. Some might call that a. Feast. Wow. Do you remember the year? <laughs> the year we did a Thanksgiving over at the Johnston's? Yes, I do. And the food was amazing. I'm uh, going to use that word again, Chris. Hey, speaking of... It was, it was um, a real smorgasbord we had. Monday night is Kiss in yes. five days. It's going to be outstanding. It's going to be magnificent. You guys are ridiculous. Maybe even fabulous. Uh, I mean, you guys went to some concerts, though, since we talked last time, haven't you? 
well, Queens of the Stone Age we talked about was, was great. Right. Yeah. And then uh, not Tool. amazing though, <laughs> not amazing. So Tool <laughs> uh, last or ten days ago with Sign Dog, um, Yawn, and James Kurtz, and it was it was phenomenal. It was more than amazing. It it entered my top ten of greatest concerts of all time. We were not on the floor, but row one, and like fifteen back if you were on the floor if that makes sense. So it was super close to the stage. And Tool uh, is a little bit unique in their show, are they not? Yes. So they have an amazing laser show, and then they have like videos of animation. And Maynard, isn't he like social anxiety? And doesn't, he's in the back, you can't see him really, doesn't talk. And their focus is on their drummer, who was in my top three drummers of all time, Danny Carey. Have we done top three drummers? I mean, you guys can, but I have no idea. Okay, I, so I, I know did. that there's the drummer for. Have we have we not? Oh, no I way. I can't remember our our top three drummers of all time. Didn't we? We've had 17 episodes, Ruck. Uh, no, this is number 17. Okay, so mental we note. We did the guitarist, but that was it. Mental note, we need top three Thanksgiving foods, top three drummers. And maybe top three holidays. We are just developing material. Well, and you're done. In the moment. With cross country here after this week, right? Uh, next week is regionals. And then if someone qualifies from there, we will have nationals that December, first weekend. Is that an option? What? Do you think there's, an, do you think there's one or two that can make it? Yeah. Where is nationals? Portland. What? Portland, Oregon? Yeah. Why not in like East Coast? Because Portland, Oregon is like the running capital of the world. I know, but it was like when we went to the national tournament, we were living in Portland and went to Boise. Nampa. Yeah. Like I want want to go to like Indiana. Nampa, Idaho is beautiful. Oh, I know. Yes. You know, when you're in high school and especially as a coach and you're not actually getting paid for the post postseason, then it's nice that it's close for airline tickets, et cetera. Et so cetera. you're doing that just because you would like to go and watch them. They're not. They're no one else is paying. No one's paying for it. I'm going because I'm their coach. So Anacortes High School football. What's the outlook for those guys? I mean, they look pretty tough. They have, they have some of the top athletes in the state. Like if you got athletes, you can do it. I mean, Linden is not only a tough team to beat um, X's and O's and athletes-wise, but psychologically, it's Linden. Mm-hmm. There's no one near the program except for Jimmy Reigns, who's beat them. I think he was on the team that beat them last. Um, so you don't even know what that's like. You almost can't even imagine that you could beat them. So that they beat them, once they beat them, then in I- my mind, they absolutely can win it all. See, they went over like they. It was almost like we talked about breaking the curse. Mm-hmm. Is it was it twenty three years or twenty? One of those. So I wasn't in high school. I don't think when we beat them. So I mean, that's that's a. I mean, that can transform into basketball too. Yeah. But now we hope we're going to host every game until the state until if they make it. Every game will be in Anacortes. Yeah, I think the semifinals they might have. Well, they used to have it at the dome. I don't know if the dome is a viable. It's a home. Is it a home game? Higher home. Okay. 
And now I think state they for football are holding it at UW. Yeah. The same day that you're gonna be at nationals. Yeah, we'll see. Or maybe we'll be in Vegas with yeah. a bunch of duck fans. So all great options. Or we're gonna watch our boys play high school basketball. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Man, there's a lot going on here in the next <laughs> few months. Well, anyway, we all can agree real quick. I hope uh Anacortis takes it and Seahome does not. So Anacortis volleyball plays Seahome tomorrow night. I've made nine trips to Seahome this fall between tennis and volleyball. And wow. stepped in poo one time. Yeah. And at <laughs> sports where you should not step in poo. Seahome <laughs> can suck it. Hey, perfect. That's what we had in the podcast. Uh, notes. Um, I couple, think, can we do just yeah. a couple shout outs? Yep. yep. So Emily Fisher, good family friends, had her 30th birthday last weekend. Happy went, 30th. Went to Happy 30th. her parents' house on the country club. I think they live on hole seven, maybe. And uh, had a great party. And Emily's turning into a very good listener. Loyal listener. Well, she's, I think in the last month, went through all 15. Is she what? a Burlington resident? Burlington resident, teacher in Stanwood. Well, our digital footprint continues to expand. Wonderful. So happy birthday, Emily. Yep. Um, mailbag swamp? Yep. So, you have an update for us there? Yeah, we had a call for questions from the last podcast. And amazing the amount of questions, content, uh, top three suggestions we received from the mailbag. So keep it coming in. You know how to get a hold of us. Um, from one of our loyal listeners, whose name has come up almost every episode of season two, <laughs> Tara Starkovich. Why are you asked, laughing, Ruck? <laughs> who are? Because I think I'm number one on her hit list. That's why. <laughs> Tara has asked, "Who are our most loyal listeners?" Mr. Morgenthaler. Would you care to opine? So, are we gonna? I think. I think Tara is very loyal. Ross Metcalf. Yeah. I think Jack Curtis. What about Eric? But that's recent. Okay. Yeah. And Eric Mithin now is almost a legendary status. He's on the sky, based, skyrocket. Based on Untapped yeah. after we retired at 1,000 views or 1,000 beers. It so. is, you know, career accomplishments, uh, legendary status on un Untapped is <laughs> right up there. Oh, my gosh. You guys are killing me. I'd put a sticker on my water bottle. Speaking of stickers, we have some new merch. We, we do have some new merch. That merch um, is a sticker that is beautiful. Um, you know, I would just like to point out that even though I did design the logo featuring Swap's face... I did not mean for him to look like old enough that people would say he was done dirty uh, on the logo. That was said today. Uh, multiple <laughs> times. Uh, I think that Swap is a young, uh, vi uh, virile human being. Um, Morgie has no idea what I just said. And <laughs> I uh, yeah, we have purple, these wonderful stickers. Purple background. Yeah, purple background. I love them. Uh, uh, thank you, so, Sign Dog. Yeah, shout out to Sign Dog. Um, as really our only sponsor, I feel like, right? 
Well, Merle Inc. is still out there in the cloud. Okay. We're just trying to work on him. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go make a road trip to see him in two weeks. Uh, we have a AAU tournament, and it's either time to put up or shut up. Yeah, and you know, but hey, if, if nothing comes of it, at least we have some swag. Yeah, we do have swag. Well, I mean, Merle Inc. swag, so there'll yeah. be more. But we are looking for uh, any more sponsorships that may be out there in our listening audience. Feel free to contact us. You can also throw in a mailbag question. Ah, perfect. Um, we have our first official category coming up here now. It is musical genre yacht rock. Um, you guys want to tell me if there's a definition for yacht rock? Well, according to Wikipedia, yacht rock, originally known as the West Coast sound, is a broad music style and aesthetic commonly associated with soft rock, one of the most commercially successful genres from the mid-70s to the mid-80s. Drawing on sources such as smooth soul, smooth jazz, R&B, and disco, common stylistic traits include high-quality production, clean vocals, and a focus on light, catchy melodies. Wow, that was excellent. And uh, what are... Light, catchy melodies is the key. They're fun. Playful. Oh, this is... We're going to go down a rabbit hole here. Well, well that's when, what I was told. Doing our research, Yacht Rock was the internet rabbit hole that I did not know existed. And as far as getting its name, I feel like I was told by a loyal listener, Eric Mithen, that Sailing by Christopher Cross may be where the name of the genre appeared. Has anyone found a corroborating source for that? I have not. I have, um, I looked up one today. It said, who is the Mount Rushmore of Yacht Rock? And? And it says, in the world of Yacht Rock, there is a Mount Rushmore, and front and center on that monument to all things yacht is Michael McDonald. Wow. And it has Christopher Cross as number two. His silky smooth voice could make the yellow pages sound poetic. So when I think, <laughs> when I hear Yacht Rock, and you might be able to corroborate this, Mr. Morgenthaler, it reminds me of like easy listening AM radio, driving in the car with my dad when I was young. Like you'd have the, the station on that the Mariner game was on the night before, and then come Wednesday morning in July, you have maybe... um Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. America. Like you would you would hear that stuff. Yes. AM radio 1983. Yes. And those songs now they're just there you hear them and it takes you back to like the Halcyon days of yore. And oh, nice. Well played. Thank uh, you. Baker Street, right? By Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. You know that's that's that song along with a bunch of other ones in the yacht rock genre. I think those have a quality that you hear them and you might not be able to name them, but you know you've heard it before. A lot of the songs in this genre, there's a lot of a lot of one-hit wonders. There's a lot of songs that you just can't quite, they're on the tip of your tongue, you can't name it. Right, but you know it. You know it. We yeah. were talking about it today. 
we've been playing Yacht Rock and PE for the last week. Oh, and I think if Yacht Rock was just streamed through the speakers all day at school, there would never be a behavior problem. You know, I tend to agree with that. Would you also say that Yacht Rock songs tend to be toe tappers? Oh, yeah. A lot of Hall & Oates. And I know, uh, Morgan yes. Thaler, you're a big Hall & Oates guy. Yeah. I mean... No? I'm just trying to put them where rank them top, top three or four of my favorite bands of all time. Hall & Oates, right? Yes, yes. So Sarah, all, Sarah Smile. Oh. Manny, I mean, we can go on and Rich on. Rich Girl. Oh. Private Eyes, they're watching you, watching Is your every move. Sarah Smile. Like, if you played that down the hall, oh, they would sing it. They would, even though they don't know the words. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I know that song. You sure oh. they would sing it? Oh, man. Here we go. Well, well okay, real quick, if there's real one, quick, one back to yeah. when you said Baker Street. Yeah. That's my number two from that guy. Mr. Rafferty. Oh, oh, is it really? What's your favorite? Yeah, right down the line. Yeah, not familiar. I'll have to listen to it a break. Um, is there a song that you guys, when you think of Yacht Rock, that just comes into your mind, that you that you really associate with it strongly? There's Afri- definitely one for me. Africa. Oh, by Toto. Okay, yeah, that's a good choice. I saw Toto at the Swinomish Casino. The Swinny? Yeah. They came all the way here. I, oh, it was last year, wasn't it? No, this was like 1996, no. five. Wow. Yeah. So for me, I think of a little bit of Steely Dan because I grew up with that. But then I'm like, yeah. Like when you're reeling in the years. Yeah. So could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And then the Doobies. Okay. The oh, do- yeah. Doobie Brothers. For Taking sure. And, and, guess, and guess who's in the Doobie Brothers? Michael McDonald. Oh. It's all full circle. Taking it to the street. Yeah. Hey, you know? You don't know me. I'm your brother. <laughs> so the one song that I really think of is, um, oh my gosh, now I lost. Oh, Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft. Oh, yeah. Um, I have it yeah. on that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. How about, remember we were listening to this the other day, and I didn't know the name of the band, but it's been in like Transformers and it was Baby Come Back. Oh. By Player. Yeah. By Player. I've never heard them. You've never heard the song? By Player. No, I've never heard Player. I've heard that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of one-hit wonders. Then you got the Pina Colada song. Oh. Who that sings Rupert that? Holmes. Rupert oh, Holmes. Yeah. Rupert is a badass name, by the way. <laughs> Kenny Loggins is a lot of... I know. And then so you get, when you get into this Yacht Rock rabbit hole, there's some people think some Eagles songs yeah. are Yacht Rock. I saw that on the list today. I yeah. looked at the top 100. Would you say some Beach Boys are as well? Or that no? was on there. Okay. Well, can we go Captain and Tennille? I oh, mean, yeah. I'm not an expert on them. Well. Do you want me to? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what, what were their two songs? <laughs> <laughs> I had them. Oh, I was in my head, too. What about Jackson Brown? Yeah. Can- Canned Heat? Canned Heat. Where'd wow. You, where'd you find that one? I, that's in my my repertoire and in, in my little noggin here. Well, go ahead. Oh, what about uh, Santana? Oh, that was yeah. on a list. I know. So, like Eagles, Santana, I I would classify them as classic rock. So, well, I agree. But <clears throat> so they, then they're just Fleetwood crazy. Mac. So, so that that's in my top three bands of all time, and I don't consider them, but. Today, looking up, it said them. Well, and I'm most surprised. Because you're looking at them. 
Yeah. But I don't consider dreams to be, I just consider it like more of a classic rock, different. I feel like you don't want any of your top bands to be associated with Yacht Rock. Do you have a problem with Yacht Rock? No, I love it. I I absolutely love it. You know, the but biggest... I think about when I'm on Tim's boat. Oh. A yacht. No, it's a boat. Okay. Boat rock. Yes. Isn't there a length that defines yacht? What makes a boat a yacht? We talked about this already. That was just a joke. We've <laughs> We've talked about this on Tim, the podcast. Tim, no way. About the length of a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. First what? season. <laughs> Can you remind me the length or do you not know it off the top of your head? 41. Okay. Do you want me to Google it? Yes, please. Okay. That'd be great. But the Captain and Tennille song that I had in my head all day because we played it in PE, you know it? Love will keep us together. Yeah, and it's got like this (laughs) thing going on in the background. I just had had it written down but didn't have the name of the band. Hey, well, what about Eddie Money? Two tickets to paradise or not? 100%, 100%, I say. So I think That's about that. Sound. When I always thought this, I thought, okay, I'm hanging out on a bigger boat, and this is the music that we would play. We wouldn't be playing grunge or, like, no. hard. It's just, what about Jimmy Buffett? The late, great Jimmy Buffett. I think he's definitely in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's right in the heart of Yacht Rock, and uh, I like Jimmy Buffett. I haven't listened to much of his stuff. I think that maybe if I'm a little older, I might... Might be more interested in it. So when he passed away, I saw on YouTube a video of him singing the uh, national anthem at a Cubs game. He was great. So there's one that I was surprised by. And I see they've got Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Is that really Yacht Rock? That's not Yacht Rock. I don't think so. Well, I think they're probably thinking like Southern Cross. Yeah. I mean, they have some softer stuff like that. And I guess that's the question then. Can you have a band that's predominantly not Yacht Rock, but one of their songs is? I think that's where we're like well, in the Fleetwood Mac. Well, that's why they. if you talk songs instead of bands. Yeah. There's a song from almost any band we could think of, I bet, that would be considered Yacht Rock. But, but just maybe that, that one song happened in the early 80s, but... Not traditionally, they're a yacht rock band. Like maybe Scorpions, Winds of Change? That could be yacht rock. I wonder if you went on Spotify, if that would show up on a yacht rock playlist. And if that, it did, I wouldn't be zero. offended. It would not. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> hey, by the, by the way, according to Wikipedia, to be termed a yacht as opposed to a boat, a pleasure vessel is likely to be at least 33 feet in length, and judged to have good aesthetic qualities. <laughs> I just love that they call it a pleasure vessel. <laughs> oh. So so that means Tim's boat is above that. So he gets one out of those two. So, so I'm just joking, Tim. <laughs> Your boat looks so amazing. Another band that came up when we were talking about Yacht Rock was Boss Gags. Yeah. So, do we know any songs by him? Lido Shuffle. Shuffle? Lido Shuffle. Okay. Yeah. So, at break, we're going to have to listen to two songs or three for rock. I feel like there's a lot of songs I need to listen to. And I've listened to Yacht Rock. I just maybe don't realize what I'm listening to. So, lately, um, I've been getting into a lot of, probably the last two months, America. 
Ooh. And I even have it in my top five Spotify in my wife's car. I love America. Like a little sister, Golden Hair, Ventura, mm. California. Horse with no name. Oh, they're like, I just started going. I'm like, wow, this, I like it. So I think pre rock or pre yacht rock, that was, um, they call that AOR, which was either, depending on how you define it, album oriented rock or adult oriented rock. Mm. And I feel like, wow. Yeah, I don't know how I know new today. I'd never heard that. I I feel like I'd always thought of um, that fitting in a genre of like Americana, sort of like um, the White Buffalo, American Pie. That song too. A lot of that sort of is. It's not. It's not Western. It's not um, or country. It's not. You know. It's kind of doesn't have its own thing. So it was. It was that soft rock time. Yeah. Like yeah. That was, I mean, that was a good 10 years. I'm with you, though, on America. America makes me think of uh, the last episode of Breaking Bad. Hank's driving down the road, and he, he's uh, listening to A Horse With No Name. Oh, yeah. Man, I don't remember that. Oh. And then you got, to watch you got Tin Man. Tin Man. From yeah. we'll America? Yes. <sighs> I don't know that one. So how about Ambrosia? Did I? Dude, what's, what, what's Ambrosia's yeah. hit? Did I pronounce that correctly? I've never heard of that band in my life. So Swap would know three songs from them. Okay. Um, You're the Only Woman. Okay. Yep. You're the only woman that I'm dreaming of. People in Ambrosia right now are rolling over in their graves. <laughs> hey, we were told that we had to sing. Yeah. Uh, by one of our loyal loyal fans. Singings. So do you, you remember that song? Yeah. I do not. Definitely not. So one contemporary artist that sometimes gets classified in Yacht Rock is uh, Zach Brown. You know, that is a band I've really not listened to. I like Zach Brown. I do. I know there's a lot of people that do like Zach Brown. Big fans of Zach Brown. There's only, two, the there's only two country artists I like. New. Yeah. Zach Brown and Chris Stapleton. He is going to be playing at uh, T-Mobile this summer. Zach or Chris Stapleton. Oh, hmm. yeah. We got uh, yeah. anything we want to add to the yacht rock genre before we retire it? So I have one. Okay. And so down this rabbit hole, like Swap said, they had all these questions like, is this person this, this? So I did this because of Swap. There's one song I want you to think of. It's called Come Sail Away. Oh, is that Sticks? Yeah. Yes, But you don't is. like Sticks. <laughs> is that Yacht Rock? I think that's Yacht Rock. I it's agree. A, it's 100% Yacht so Rock. So Sticks is not Yacht Rock. No, their they're song not. is. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I just dropped my phone. Oh, my gosh. No, that's big time. That's hey, impressive. can I throw one more at you? Yeah. Do it. What about Steve Miller Band? Wow. Um... Yes. I bet there's, yeah, a lot of his stuff is. I'm trying to think of like whether the Joker, whether that would count some of those songs. Jet Airliner. I think Jet Airliner's Yacht Rock. I saw Steve Miller Band. At the Gorge? No, at the uh, Seattle Center Coliseum, 1991. Second row. He used to always play at the Gorge. Doesn't he live out in the islands? He... 
I don't know if he does anymore, but he used to have a very nice place on San Juan Island. What about John Cougar Mellencamp, Jack and Diane? Would that, is that a little too hard? See, a lot of that stuff has just kind of morphed into that, um, whatever it is that becomes the collective consciousness of popular ears. Yeah. You know what I mean? Popular years? Was that a years or ears? Ears. Popular ears. What does that mean? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> but it, it, you know, these songs that become embedded in our minds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not grunge. They're not classic rock. And I think a lot of them just fall into that niche. Popular music. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can get behind that. Uh, well, uh, since we talked about popular ears, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about our beer of the week, Melvin IPA, and followed up by our top three Halloween candies. Hey, Rock, real quick. Oh, yeah. So the mailbag could be people that want to chime in on Yacht Rock. Could be a lot of things. And that would be a great one for them yeah. to chime in. You know, uh, for all of you who send us the things that we made mistakes on, if you want to put that in some sort of mailbag form or say, hey, add this to the mailbag, um, that would be great. Mailbag is also a great time to talk about the things we screwed up. So feel free to throw all that stuff in there. Popular ear. Popular ear. Love it. Love the sound of it. Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ruck, and we're about to get started talking about our beer of the week. Our beer of the week is Melvin IPA from Melvin Brewing. I believe Melvin Brewing uh, originates in Wyoming, and there used to be some, some breweries around here. At least there was one in Bellingham, I know, at one point. Um, so in some ways, a bit of a local uh, beer or lo- local choice. Um, who wants to tell us about the Melvin IPA? So the Melvin IPA is 7.5% alcohol by volume, 80 IBUs. Ruck, you want to explain to the audience again? IBUs stands for International Bitterness Units, and the higher the number, the more bitter. Is 80 high? 80 is pretty high. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's definitely, you know, I've, I mean, I'm not going to, I've drank this beer before, so it's a favorite beer of mine, I think, for maybe all of us. It's a really, really good IPA. Yes. West Coast. Yep. Yep. So the history, true bur- two, excuse me, brewers walk into a Thai restaurant in Wyoming, they day drink, and they write a recipe. The beer that came from that day started an empire. Well, not really, but the beer was exactly what they wanted. So they made a hell of a lot more of it. Look at you, Melvin, all grown up. And that is actually on the box. So I took that straight from the box. It's a really good beer. And like Ruck said, there was a Melvin in Bellingham. I don't know if you want to say it was a brewery. I don't think it was a brewery, but it was like a... Was it? Did they brew they, it there? They did brew because yes. I remember I had some good experiences there. Like I sat at the bar and the brewmaster there was brewing up some special uh, concoction that they were going to be taking to one of their shows they went to, uh-huh. like some competition. And he was like, hey, try this out. And 
he like poured off some of the stuff. He poured it like right out of the thing that they were letting Taking. ferment in. And uh, gosh, what was it? It was some sort of dark beer. And he's like, dude, this stuff is super good. Try it. Here's a little snifter of it. We're going to be taking it to our, our competition. And so what I loved about the place was the food was amazing. It was super good. It was Asian, like Asian fusion kind of a thing. Yeah. Great curry. Never oh. never went there. It was a, it was really, really so good. So we uh, had the beer at the wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. They used to have it there all on the time. tap all the time. Yeah, they used to have this exact IPA yes. on tap all the time. And by the way, it's not surprising that you never went there because that was the biggest drawback was no matter when I went there, there was like no one there. It was a huge place and it was empty all the time. Yeah. Same for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd go in there. I went in there twice, and both times were on Saturdays after lacrosse yeah. up in Whatcom County. Yep. And you'd think on a Saturday at dinner time it'd be packed, and it wasn't. And I don't know that it was the best location. It was yeah. sort of that northeast Bellingham getting towards. It was past um, Elizabeth Station, mm-hmm. getting closer to the airport. I don't think things are quite as happen in there i love elizabeth station yeah that's a good spot yeah yeah, yeah. so be, anyway that'd be a cool place to do a, a podcast from we need would, to start there's getting a, our there's show a on few the road. that would be amazing you know we need to start expanding our uh our not our digital footprint but our um our map our presence yes i so, mean hey I wouldn't think, it be a cool idea because they have so many different things there at elizabeth station is Communicate to them ahead of time to try to do this, and they present us with a flight of different things to try to talk about. Wouldn't that be a great show? And they always have a nice food truck out front. Oh, yeah. And we could bring people. We could. We'd probably. So they would buy from them. Yeah. So people would probably flock there by the tens. <laughs> maybe, maybe even the ones. Maybe even the 20s. Hey, so speak real quick. Uh, secret podcast for those that. Don't remember. December. 22. Friday. The 22nd. Yep. Hmm. So it's going to be great. It is. There's going to be a lot of things that we've had, you know, at the tip of our tongue, but we've held back. Yeah. Can't wait to be there. (laughs) (laughs) So real quick, the Melvin. This is what they call their OG IPA. Like it's old school West Coast. So Ruck, do you, I don't know what this means, but it says it's brewed two row C forty. Um, and it's not a hop. Two row C forty. Um, I'm just. I'm I don't sorry. Know. I didn't mean to throw you on the spot, but I had no idea what that meant. I I don't know. I can I can try to look that up and um, figure something out. I swap. I was doing some hand motions to swap there. I feel like swap needs to kind of turn his mic a little bit. You know how it swivels? Like, no, look, look here. You can, can swivel like that, like that. So it's more pointed. So point it a little more that way. I feel like. All right, there we go. Oh, gotcha. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Do so, I sound more resonant now? Oh, it, yes. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, you sound stupendous. <laughs> and it's hopped with centennial and citra hops. So delivers a piney, hoppy resin flavor that lingers, well-balanced with citrusy flavors, tangerine, grapefruit, and lemon, 
and they say excellent brewski. It is. It's a great brewski. When's the last time you've heard someone say, hey, you want a brewski? Probably 1998. Oh, Ruck. You know, the... Never. uh, You've never heard that. Uh, I didn't hear it because I was trying to look up two. Would you would you so, like a brewski? I've heard that before. What? So have you guys had the Melvin two by four? Love the two by four. I do too. You know, there's another one. Yeah, that goes the next level. Like, why, why did you have to like? Well, because I thought I was just trying to think. I remember when Melvin was so popular. My dad and I loved it. They have yeah. A, so they have a triple. You're saying yes. Yeah, the 2x4 is great. That's their double IPA. So I looked up two-row, and I found it for malt, but I assume it must be the same for um, things other than barley, like hops. So it says that two-row means there's two rows of seeds alongside the flowering head. Two-row barley, in this case, is clearly different from six-row barley, which has six rows of seeds. I'm not sure why that would matter, but... There you go. You found something out. I just know it tastes good. Yeah. It's oh, it's, I think I'm. I was so excited to go get it today. I didn't know Rosario still had it. So what is? Do you guys know Melvin has their? There's some sort of negative connotation with Melvin in the local world. You know, so I, I do we even want to? Do we even want to get into that? You know, I think there was some. I mean, you guys told me this. You. There were some sort of allegations that they were kind of inappropriate in the workplace. Maybe the owners were. Um, I have no idea. You guys know more than me, do, uh, and that's maybe why they left Bellingham. I think that's that's a hundred percent. But um, you know, there there's people around that still love the beer, but it's not served now in bars, and they're not there anymore. So more Midwest, but gotcha. still from Wyoming. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I was amazed that they have it there. Honestly, when I, I love it, I love a Melvin. I haven't had a Melvin in like a year. I know it's really good. When I was younger, um, I used to go to Bellingham just to go to the brewery. I would invent reasons. Uh, I would talk to friends that I normally didn't talk to just so I could make up some excuse to stop at the the brewery there. Morgie's got some graphics on his screen, and I want to say, do they have a beer called a Chuck Morris? Yeah, so I think so. They do. Back in DeHaze, didn't know that one. Two by four, which is the double, the Melvin. Uh, Morgie's experiencing, experiencing some technical difficulties. There's a lot going on right now between Morgie and his screen. <laughs> a lot of screen on, touching, got it. a lot of histrionics, a with lot the of face. squinting. Uh, Hubert MPA. Humbert? Humbert. Yeah, it's a Humbert. I remember there's an M in there. Hubert. Really? It does say Hubert. I was thinking Humbert. That was wasn't that the main character in a Nabokov book? <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Oh. So that <laughs> <laughs> So did I pronounce that correct? You did. Okay. A Melvin Pale Ale. Okay. Killer Bees. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. That's the American blonde. Jesus. Must be a hazy. Mexican style lager. Ooh. Oh. Jesus. So not like No. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, I've seen that. All right. 
Juice Theorem, which is another IPA. Oh, These I've are had new that. That's, no, have you, we haven't had Juice Theorem. Super good. I've had that. Pilsgenar. Okay. Uh, okay, but it's like Pilsnar. G N A R is Nar. So I think about Ragnar. So I, like, if you're hitting the, you get hitting the Nar, like nah. that's so Nar. Okay, sorry, my G was supposed to be silent. That's good though. Star Valley. These are hmm. new. I mean, I've had some of those, but I'll be darned. The more you know. So, we ready to reveal our top three candies? Top three, and I should say top three Halloween candies. Because I'm so excited about this. Apparently, Morgie has his own set of candies he rotates throughout the year. He's got his summer candies. He's got his Halloween candies. He probably has his Christmas candies. I'm assuming he might have spring candies. He's a Renaissance some, man. Yeah. I didn't uh, realize just, candy no, was just, such a big part of your eh. life. It's probably April through September. That's a different candy than... October through February. I agree. I so, agree. I like different candies in the winter than I do in the summer. It's like drinking IPAs in the summertime or leading up to summer. Maybe some sours in the summer and then some dark beers in the winter. Do you drink a sour every now and again, Rock? I dabble. I dabble. You know, remember we had the, the Sison that we really liked? That's yeah. basically a sour. Yeah. That's nice in the summer months when it's hot and this feels a little bit thick to drink. I'm motioning towards the IPA when I say this. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't, but um, did we decide who's going first? Am I going first? You go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, number three on my list of top Halloween candies. And I know probably no matter what I choose for any of these, I'm probably going to get smoked. So have at me. Number three, dots. Oh, my God. That what? is a zero. How? Double Double. Negative one. It's you, you gotta have some fruity candy to liven up the taste buds. I just and feel like things are gonna gets everywhere in your mouth. I realize you guys probably have to worry about like crowns and like fillings. You know, I've got great teeth. I, I just feel like that. if I had a Braces. dot, it would be in my teeth for <laughs> <Yeah>. a month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Jason probably can't. But see, dentist like, would be but, upset. But I like a gummy bear. I like a Swedish fish. But those are different. They do but not they don't cling. Want. Yeah. Yeah. So but. my high school baseball coach would send kids up to Steinman's from the field mid-game to get him dots. Wow. Who, who is that? Coach Elway. Wow. I didn't know that I had something in common with Coach Elway. I that just, little yellow box. Oh, and kind of. Somebody would bring that back to him, and he would be so happy. They're like basically jujubes, right? I mean, well, just, he would we'll get dots and jujubes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Next, okay. My number three is Whoppers. So when I was, I'm old. So when I was young, Whoppers came as malted milk balls. Correct. Do you remember those? My mom loves them. Oh, Tutu, you, Tutu loves them. A malted milk ball. Yes. You just chew on those, and the initial, the initial bite, goes through that soft chocolate exterior. And then you get that hard, malty crunch. Yes. I have a question. That sounds amazing. And, and that should be the spokesperson. <laughs> you should be the spokesperson for Whoppers malt uh, and, or malt balls. It might be a psycho question. Like you might say, I can't believe you actually do that. But 
do you just chew it all up or after you break through the chocolate exterior do you just sort of <laughs> do you tongue the the malt and just let it sort of like melt into your taste buds so i'm going to just go a little off on that right now <laughs> <laughs> Please, please do. So do you remember going to places and ordering, like you get a milkshake or a malt? Yes. So the stuff in the malt and milk ball is what is in the malt. So yes. we used to go to the Mariner game and get a malt. So I my, my go-to, and nobody has them anymore, was a vanilla malt. I think you can get them at Big Scoop. Oh. We were just talking about that because Kelly's never been there. She goes, have you been there? I'm like, yeah. To Big Scoop? She's never been there. What is the matter with you? No, she, my wife. I know, but you're married to her. <laughs> Every time there's a kid function, she was working. Wow. And threw her no, under so the we're bus gonna right now. We're going to take her there. And I said, would you like to go there for dinner? She's like, eh, maybe just ice cream. I'm like, it's a restaurant. No, they have burgers. Yeah. It's pretty good. I've never we had We used to food. go there all the time. Yeah. Never had food there. I've only had ice cream. Good burgers. Really? So a vanilla malt, though, is just, Thick. I mean, there's nothing better. Oh. So I've never had a malt either, actually. Oh. So, like, how is it really different than a milkshake? Because it has malt in it. But, like, what flavor? Is it sort of like MSG? It just enhances the flavor? It's malt-flavored. Gotcha. Okay. I'm not going to get a real answer here. That's cool. No, um, it's because it's, it's the inside of a malted milk ball. Yeah. I get he's that. never had one. No, he's had whoppers. I've had so whoppers. It's inside of so a whopper. whoppers are a little different. I'm the the milk ball is a little bit I'm, bigger. It's more chocolate. Yes. Yes. It's a powdered, whopper. It's powdered malt. I understand that. That's what they're putting in. Yes. There. So an actual malted milk ball is a little more work, but not much. So to work through it, getting back to my original question, do you just chomp through it with your teeth or? Or do you kind of suck on it, per se? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> so okay. my number three, and you know what? It's just how it was. When I was growing up, I got to pick a candy or a candy bar from the store to go on a hike, and I picked Three Musketeers. Ooh. And Zero. Okay. And my boys love it, too. Good for them. Uh, a family of zero. Swap, yes or? <laughs> uh, it's not Would my. Would you eat it? Eh. Well, yeah, I'd eat it. Okay. Uh, that's a good response. Eh, I'd eat it. Well, you know what? Would you either, is it a one or a zero? Eat it or not eat it? Oh, well, okay. See? It's a point five. No. I mean, any candy is like edible for no, the most part, no, other than but, like But I'm not eating joys. a dot. No, I'm not either. No, I'm not eating candy. You, you would refuse to? Yes. I would refuse a dot. Because I would you refuse know a dot. It would, it would destroy your dental appliances. That's I just why. don't want a dot. Yeah. I'd rather it, eat like cheese. What? <laughs> I, I, I would rather not eat. All I've had today is cheese. So what's wrong with cheese? No, it's just saying. <laughs> a dot is a zero. I think some people will say a three musketeer is a one. Yes, just like some people will say it's a zero. Well, a Three Musketeers is not dissimilar from a Milky Way or a Snickers. Okay, that's actually one of my biggest complaints about a Musketeer. Wouldn't you rather just have a Milky Way? No. It has more. 
It has caramel on top of the nougat. That could be another podcast discussion. <laughs> Fair. Okay, Fair. what's your number two, Rock? Number two for me, I just am so sentimental about it. I love love it so much. And it's the only time of the year where I actually get them. And that's the Mr. Good Bar. Ooh. The peanutty goodness that's just so simple mixed with the chocolate. And the chocolate is not quite the same as just a Hershey's chocolate somehow. I mean, it's probably made by Hershey's, but it's great. I love, I love a Mr. Good Bar. That was my 3A. I'll be damned. I'm, uh, I'm, that's my, uh, it was hard. I had a Mr. Good Bar one year, a, a three musketeer on a hike. Okay, so my two is a Kit Kat. Kit Kat. That's oh, a great yeah. choice. Oh. Everybody likes a Kit Kat, yes. right? Yes. So um, a friend of mine in the uh, store industry sent home with Mr. Metcalf a churro flavored Kit Kat. They were white. What? And the exterior was churro flavored. Oh. I bet that I bet that was as the kids would say, bussin'. It was bussin'. <laughs> oh, it was that, bus. That's a word now. Bussin'. Yeah. I literally just had kids the other day say to me, Hey, is my outfit is it bust or dust? And I was like, What do you mean by bust? That also sounds bad. <laughs> and they're like, Well it's like a bust. Like bussin'. I was like, Okay. That's enough. No, that's that's a term. And then so there's a new one out there oh, now. It's I've heard out of pocket. I heard out of pocket. That's been there for a while. So yeah. I didn't know. It's basically like you doing something that was not called for. Yeah. So I've I've said things at home, and my daughter says, "Dad, that was out of pocket." I got one for and you. And I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. This one it'll blow your mind. Your opposition. Op. Oh yes. Your op. That's my least. I favorite. had one of those in class. Okay. I had a girl said I was op. That means you're not. You're opposed. Your favorite. <laughs> yes, I think we heard that. You remember? Yes. From one of our other loyal listeners. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> like it's such it's such I a love power. How everyone's gonna have to guess. Dude, it's such a power move, actually, to the kids who are messing around in your class. To after you tell them to stop talking, look at them and say. Stop being an op. Oh, get to work. Oh. I did that in PE. It works. Yeah. Speak to them in their language. So, what's your number two, Mr. Morgenthaler? This was hard, but my number two is dear to my heart Butterfinger. Oh, God damn. And that was one of those ones uh. where. As soon I can't. As I and you know what? I, I, I think regret. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably in the minority. No, of people that like a Butterfinger. Do I think Butterfinger is it falling off the map? Yeah. I, Guess what? I declare it the most underrated candy bar. I I last night I went through Rowan's candy, but there was none. Zero. Yeah. You're kidding me. They don't sell it in those packages anymore. Yeah, they don't. You know what? I even that that is in my top. I three, looked and I forgot about it. I know we talked. Yes, it's uh, it, it's the uh, the 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 getting through the chocolate exterior. Then you get that that hard, flaky, 
flaky, yeah, caramel buttery. stuff. Peanut buttery. And there's peanut butter in there. See, that was one of my dad's go-tos. He was a Butterfinger and Snickers, and I never got into Snickers. But Butterfinger is like, ah, oh, wow. Yeah. So you don't like Snickers? I, I, I didn't say that. I just said I'm not, I never got exposed to it. So I've, I will eat a Snickers, but now it's not in my top five. So a Snickers, it's not in my top three, but it's like a meal. It, I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a Milky Way is a meal. Okay. So thank you for segueing <laughs> to here. I'm going to complain about this. Your number one is Milky Way or sorry, is Musketeers. And then no, my you've got three. Yeah. Whatever you like. Num- your number three. It's on the list. Milky or Musketeers. Yes. Then after that, you've got Milky Way, which all it's done is added caramel. And then after that, you've got the Snickers, which all it's done is add peanuts to the Milky Way. And yet, as we get further away from the Musketeers, you want nothing to do with it. No, I, I'm just my saying, mind is I, blown. I hey, the car, the caramel can like when you bite into the candy could drip down. There's no drip down with a three. It's not a Carmelo. A Carmelo is a mess. It could. You could happen. Do you remember Rolos? I love Rolos. So it's like a it's like a milk dud. Something that almost made my list. So how? Well, I think we could do something even different. Top three movie candies. Oh, bonbons. Oh, I was gonna say Charleston Chews. Charleston Chew. Junior Mints. Junior, Junior Mints a good choice. After getting them from the freezer. Oh. And then here, you know what you do? You put them into the popcorn so they melt throughout No it. way. Yes. That must be a different... I would never think of that. How messy are your fingers at that point? <laughs> you just wipe it on With the seat, the butter baby. of the popcorn? <laughs> oh. It's a sweet little concoction. Hey, we have... Um, what's the new movie coming up? Or... Top three new movies. Isn't mm-hmm. there a new... Have we done top three movies? <sighs> we did something like that. Scary <laughs> movies. Yeah. But did we, we do like action Top movies? three of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, a, that's tough though. I think our six, he, he's seen one now. Maybe. So what's or, your number one, Mr. Ruckdash? My number one is another one that I just don't see anywhere outside of the... Halloween grab bag, and I'm surprised it hasn't went the way of the Butterfinger, which, by the way, just again, Butterfinger, you don't see that thing that's in the Butterfinger, the flakiness, whatever that is, in any other thing. You know, you look at a lot of the other bars, they've got the fake peanut butter, they've got the nougat, they've got the caramel, that, nowhere. Nowhere to be found. Anyways, my number one, 100 grand. It... The caramel factor in that is so thick and wonderful. And the little crispies along with it. Oh, the rice crispy in there. Oh, my God. So to be honest, I have never had a hundred grand until I met Josh. Like seven years ago, eight years ago. Had a hundred grand. I just heard like magical music in the background. (laughs) Whatever. Because I never heard of it. I love hundred grand. So how long are they they've been around? I, I don't mean, remember hundred grand in nineteen eighty five. Well, I don't either. But uh, <laughs> I remember it during my childhood, which would have been probably your high school or post high school life. So maybe they weren't around when you were trick or treating. 
I don't remember him. I, you know, I shoot. Maybe, but it has such different a different name. It has such yeah. an older rapper, and it's been. I've always thought of it as an old candy bar. I don't know. Okay, Swappy. So my number one is anything from the family of Reese's. So Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm getting some. Morgan Thaler is throwing me some shade right now, but I'm getting getting some looks. Uh, the Reese's peanut butter cup. So I love the holiday themed Reese's candies, the Reese's pumpkin, the Reese's egg, the Reese's Christmas tree. I love Reese's pieces. Peanut butter and chocolate together are amazing. Have you had the Reese's I forget what it's called, but it's like a Take 5. Take 5. Those are game changers. They got the pretzel in there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. You remember the commercials where there'd be like a guy walking down the street with a thing of chocolate and a guy with the, walking down the street with a thing of peanut butter? And it'd be like, oh, hey, these taste great together. <laughs> I like we never thought of this before. <laughs> it's amazing. I love everything about it except for the pieces, Reese's Pieces. I think it's a different because it's not one or two. It's like an M and M with chocolate with peanut butter. Are those the things that they left for ET? Correct. I think Reese's Pieces have a real different peanut butter flavor too. <laughs> I love. Them. I, I think oh, it, you they're know like what? sort oh. of but they have a well, buttery okay. flavor. We, we talked about it earlier before we got on air. It's like, oh my god! Like, there's another candy. Like, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. I. Reese's Pieces has a different flavor. It's sort of buttery peanut butter. Um, sure. I, and I'm really upset that I didn't choose something that had peanut butter in it because peanut butter and chocolate is my number one combo. So, oh, well. Well, mine is a Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, but it, but it, the genre of that has gone way out there. Yeah. So all of those. Um, I just was thinking, I just thought about tonight, thinking about hiking, like... Have you ever heard of a Heath bar? Ooh. See that? I like a Heath or a score. So Mrs. Swap last week, <laughs> she, like, she crumbled up Heath bar and put it in a dip for apples. Yes. That oh, is a go-to. What? That's so good. Really? Yes. Yeah. Like there was, a, I was eating a dip with apples, and I was like, "What is this?" Oh, and she said, "Score it's bar, crumbled up Heath bar." Oh, Heath, yeah. So, it, is Heath bar the one that's like kind of stretchy? Yeah, no, but you break it and it crumbles. Yeah. So, what's the one that is sort of white? Charleston Chew? It's white, and you can kind of stretch it. Do you remember the commercial? Charleston Chew is Chewy Louie, and they'd have Louie the Fourteenth. I don't remember that, no. I don't know what you're talking about, Ruck. <laughs> Is it a hunk bar? Remember hunk? Oh, hunk, oh, hunk. bar. It had like peanuts inside of Is it taffy, taffy sort oh. of nougat? Oh, my God. That would wreck your guys' teeth, though. Yeah, I know. Hey, I, Ruck, uh, have you ever had a moon pie? I actually have. They're okay. They're good. Yeah. Why is that so funny? Secret podcast material. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, any any last comments on on the candies before we wrap this baby up? No, good episode. We're gonna get through a couple state tournaments this weekend, and and then uh, try to get some more content out there. Hey, and uh, loyal listeners, we have some merch for you. You yeah. might see a sticker every now and then. See us for a sticker, maybe even a coaster. I like it. And that's another episode from the View from the Rock podcast. Remember, you can find our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and pretty much anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. If you've got an app that you listen to podcasts on and you can't find our podcast, please let us know. Uh, Until next time, take care of yourself.